Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We're going to begin with my good friend, Ron Foxcroft, chairman of Fox 40 Industries, a member of the Order of Canada, honorary colonel of the Argyle and Sutherland Highlanders Regiment of Canada, based in Hamilton. And as many of you will remember, Corporal Nathan Cirillo, who was shot and killed, at the National War Memorial in Ottawa in the terror assault in 2014, was a member of the Argyles. There was also a direct relationship between Queen Elizabeth and the regiment. The Queen was made Colonel of the Argyle and Sutherland Highlanders of Canada in the spring of 1950 by her father, then King George VI, while she was still a princess. Ron Foxcroft and uh, the commanding officer of the regiment were invited to visit Queen Elizabeth at her apartment at Buckingham Palace after the death of Corporal Cirillo. Ron, thank you, uh, thank you for joining us. I imagine uh, meeting the Queen uh, would rank very close, if not at the top, of your life's experiences. And how do you feel? What's your response? Your reaction to her passing? Roy, you're very right. That's correct. It it does rank at the top. In other words, uh, how how many of us Canadians get to meet in person Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth? In particular, um, she was the Colonel in Chief of our regiment, and at the time, I was the honorary Colonel of the Argyle Regiment, and and we all remember the uh, the tragic uh, killing of uh, Corporal Nathan. Cirillo, and in particular, Roy, um, she was a very, very proud, very active um, member, colonel-in-chief of the uh, Argyle Regiment. And as you aptly pointed out, she was appointed colonel-in-chief of the Argyle Regiment in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, back when she was a princess in 1950. And she has continued that for 72 years uh, during during her reign as Queen Elizabeth. And, and yes, uh, Roy, it was uh, quite emotional. She reached out to us at the regiment, uh, to our um, colonel, uh, commanding officer, and requested that we, uh, Colonel Kennedy, the uh, honorary lieutenant colonel, our commanding officer, Lawrence Hatfield, and myself, go to Buckingham Palace so that she could express personally condolences to the um, uh, Cirillo family. Uh, of course, Marcus, uh, Nathan's son at the time, was uh, four years old, and, and now he's in grade eight. And, of course, Catherine, uh, Nathan's mother, and two sisters. So it was at her request, and we went out there. Um, and, Roy, the surprising thing, we thought the meeting, it was scheduled to be 10 minutes. We thought it would be in a conference room or, or a boardroom or something like that. No, it was in her apartment. Can I ask you a question first before yes. you tell us about that? What is it like? What was it like when you were approaching Buckingham Palace and you know you're going to be meeting with the Queen, the Colonel-in-Chief of the regiment, and you're going to the seat of um, monarchy and, and you enter that building, what, what, was the, what was the experience like? Roy, emotionally, your, your legs are like spaghetti. You are very, very nervous. We had been briefed by the equerry. The equerry is the equivalent to a, uh, uh, shall we say, colonel-in-chief uh, for the queen, chief of staff. 
and we had been briefed on the do's and don'ts of uh, what to do. Once we got to Buckingham Palace, we were put into a room with six ladies in waiting, and each one of the ladies in waiting had instructions for us, all the do's and don'ts when you meet the queen. And, of course, it was scheduled for 12.10 p.m. noon, and we found out with the queen, 12.10 noon means 12.10 noon, 12.09, not 12.11, but 12.10. And and the one thing, the instruction that was consistent with the six ladies-in-waiting, don't touch the queen. I was the first into her apartment. She reached out to me with her hand to shake my hand. For a few seconds, Roy, I didn't know what to do. No. I had instructions from the ladies-in-waiting and the equerry, don't touch the queen. Yeah. I shook her hand. She looked at me and said, it's okay. <laughs> she knew. That's great. She was a very re- remarkable lady, Roy. Yes. Very, very intelligent. She knew that myself, Colonel Kennedy, Colonel Hatfield were nervous. And she had a resolve about her to calm our nerves and make us feel welcome. But, Roy, we're in her apartment, not a boardroom, not a conference room, in her apartment with her piano, pictures of the family, her fireplace, and a little tiny desk to her right, and her beloved corgi dogs. That must have been just uh, almost surreal, having the opportunity to meet uh, the woman who's been the queen for all of your life uh, at that point. Yes. And and actually be there and have her have this d- deep and uh, deep caring about the Argyle and Sutherland Highlanders Regiment and care deeply about the death of Corporal Cirillo. And to have that connection, have that direct connection to the queen. Now, I can't, I can't imagine anything being... I, I, I shouldn't say that. I can imagine that it would be absolutely... Um, penetrating and emotional. It was. That's a good way to describe it, Roy. And everybody says, what did you talk about? Yeah, what well, did you talk about? The very first thing is she she was so intelligent and so remarkable. She knew an awful lot about the Cirillo family. In fact, she made reference to young Marcus and his age at four years of age. And she made reference that uh, uh, Nathan had two sisters. Uh, Nathan had a wonderful, loving mother that that uh, obviously Nathan loved his mother to death. And and uh, she knew a lot. Also, two other things, Roy, that we did talk about initially. Uh, obviously, the first part of the conversation was about the Cirillo family, about the Argyle Regiment. And she did communicate to us, and it was a just a wonderful feeling for Colonel Kennedy and Colonel Hatfield and myself. She said, you know, I am proud to be the Colonel-in-Chief of the Argyle Regiment from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And then she paused, and she said, you know, Colonels, the best-trained reservists in the world are Canadians. And she went on to say, I love Canadians, I love Canada, and Canada is my second home. Roy, we're in Her Majesty's apartment, and she's saying all those things about Canada. The other thing, Roy, once you address her, you address her as um, Your Majesty. 
from then on, you're supposed to say, ma'am, well, I really slipped up, Roy. I couldn't call Queen Elizabeth anything but Her Majesty. I just couldn't call her ma'am because it just wasn't in It's not a thank you, ma'am moment, right? It's not what, thank you for the change. Thanks for showing me the direction. It's not a thank you, ma'am moment. This is, this is serious. This is really, really yeah. serious. So yeah. once we got through the business, she just turned and said, you know, and remember, Roy, I, I've, I've said this, we're in her apartment. And she said, you I know, that. Charlotte, my grandchild, my newly born grandchild is in the next room. And you know, Colonel, you should never wake up a sleeping baby. So, you were about to tell the story, and I want you to share it with us, because there's a big lawn, there's a tractor. What happened? Absolutely right. We we witnessed firsthand the Queen, Her Majesty's uh, sense of humor. We decided before we went there, we would send the Queen a gift. The equerry advised us it better be Canadian. So we decided on a framed four-foot poppy because her favorite flower is a poppy, and it was made out of red Fox 40 whistles, made in Canada, framed in Canada. And there it was, Roy, right on her easel, right beside her to her left, and, of course, to her right were the corgi dogs. To which she said, tell us the story about the Fox 40 whistle, which we did. Then she turned to us, and this was a surprise, because, Roy, it was supposed to be a 10-minute audience, and it was just under an hour. Would you like to see my garden? And, oh, boy, were we surprised. Your Majesty, we'd love to see your garden. She opened her drapes, and there was this magnificent garden where she explained to us she was having a party tomorrow, a, a small party, and I said, Your Majesty, once again, a slippage, Roy, I should have said, ma'am, Your Majesty, how many people in the party? She said, 8,000. <laughs> and I said, I didn't know what to say because it was so magnificent, and Roy, yeah. we were taken aback, Colonel Kennedy and Colonel Hatfield and so on. And I, so I said, Your Majesty, and she had displayed that little sense of humor, Your Majesty, you've done a wonderful, marvelous job cutting your lawn. To which she said, Colonel, that's my John Deere right down there. I cut that corner for these precious corgi dogs. And you know, I was a mechanic in the, in the war. And then she turned and said, Colonel, did you bring those Canada geese to poop on my lawn? <laughs> to which, Roy, I quickly handed her a Argyle-logoed Fox 40 classic whistle, whistle, which she put in her mouth and blew it and said, you know, this is better than a shotgun. <laughs> and then what Roy a great she story. turned to Marie and said, where are you staying? And Marie said, the Goring, well, the Goring Hotel is her favorite hotel. She has presented the Goring with a warrant, and she said, I'll see you tonight. I'll be coming there tonight to see the owner, Big Dave. And you'll be able to Google Big Dave, Roy, the owner of the Goring Hotel, because he is quite a very big person, and Her Majesty referred to the owner of the Goring Hotel as Big Dave. That is such a great story. And you know, here you have the queen, 
the, the queen who's been, you know, the queen for seven, well, not, not at that point, not quite 70 years, but more than 60. And she has this sense of humor. You're, she's meeting you for the first time. And obviously, she felt comfortable with you and with the colonels uh, the, and with Marie. And, uh, and, and so did you bring the Canada geese? You give her the whistle. She blows the whistle. And that's her John Deere tractor. And nobody else is driving that, right? Nobody yes, else. Yes, Roy. And, you know, we thought the meeting would end with a timetable. It didn't. She said, this meeting is ending because I have to take my precious dogs out in the garden for, to, for them to do their business. That's how the meeting ended. First of all, we were shocked that we were in her apartment. Secondly, the dogs were there. She had the easel with her favorite uh, flower, the poppy, and it ended when she said, I must take my dogs out to the garden so they can do their business. I, I just think that that was such a marvelous story, such a great personal experience that you share Fox with uh, with all of us that uh, about the Queen and about your visit to her apartment at uh, Buckingham Palace. We really needed a story like that. We really needed the human touch. The uh, example that you just provided speaks so much about the the, the person behind the office. And man, it's, it's a, such a good story. Thank you. Thank you, Roy. She was a remarkable lady, and this is quite a sad and historic yes, occasion, and I just hope that she gets a fitting send-off that Her Majesty deserves. It is a sad day. It is a sad time. But again, Ron, hearing the story, I think, will provide a little bit of a lift, an emotional lift to people who are feeling, you know, feeling sad and feeling perhaps somewhat depressed about about uh, the Queen uh, pass, passing, but what you shared with us. It's just such a such a wonderful story. Nobody who heard you say that, tell the story, will ever forget it. That's right, Roy, and she has captivated our respect. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 